Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. Hi, this is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Practice Hack of the Week. Whether you sing, play the cello, oboe, or bagpipes, you've probably had one of those days, or weeks, or months perhaps, where you became obsessed with intonation, where you carefully tuned every chord, calibrated every last note with a tuner, and worked diligently with a drone. Maybe even find yourself getting sucked down the Pythagorean versus just tuning rabbit hole. All of which is incredibly valuable and important, of course. But is it possible to become a little too obsessed with intonation? I mean, how perfect does our intonation have to be anyway? How much leeway do we have before the average listener notices? Before the average musician notices? 10 cents? 25 cents? 50? And how much does intonation affect a listener's perception of the quality of a performance anyway? Have we become intonation snobs who put intonation up on a pedestal at the expense of other things that might also affect an audience's experience of a performance? Believe it or not, there are actually a number of studies out there on intonation. Which is so nerdy, but weirdly exciting, no? Let's take a look. A recent study recruited six singers at varying levels of experience and training to record 20-second excerpts of three musical theater songs with instrumental accompaniment. The researchers then used the pitch correction software Melodyne to create three versions of each of those performances. A perfect intonation version, where any note more than five cents away from the correct pitch was adjusted. A moderately out-of-tune version, where half of the notes chosen randomly were perfectly in tune, while the other half were 25 cents out of tune. In a severely out of tune version, where half of the notes were 50 cents out of tune. 50 cents is a full quarter tone flat, which, based on previous research, appears to be the threshold at which even most untrained listeners can tell that something's not quite right. 94 psychology students and 51 music students were then given a pitch discrimination test to see how sensitive they were to small imperfections in pitch. 31 of the music students and 15 of the non-music students passed the test, correctly identifying at least 5 of the 7 out-of-tune notes. 24 of these intonation-sensitive students and 20 of the intonation-insensitive students then participated in a listening session where they heard and rated the intonation accuracy and overall quality of the singer's performances. 
So how much of an effect did mediocre or poor intonation have on the quality ratings of the performances? Well, let's start with the listeners who were less sensitive to small differences in pitch. The quality ratings they gave to the perfect intonation clips and mediocre intonation clips were pretty much the same, which suggests that 25 cents was not a big enough gap in pitch for them to hear a meaningful difference in the performances. It was only when the singer's intonation got really bad, where half of the notes were a quarter tone flat, that the performance quality ratings took a hit. But even then, the scores didn't drop by as much as the researchers expected, just 28%. Okay, but wouldn't a performance where random half of the notes are a quarter tone flat drive a trained musician nuts? Well, yeah, the more discriminating listeners were tougher judges, and the quality ratings took a statistically significant drop when intonation went from perfect to mediocre. But it wasn't by very much, less than a point on the 1-7 to quality scale. And it wasn't until the intonation became blatantly flat that the quality ratings took a really big hit, a 47% drop in quality ratings, to be exact. So the results suggest that for the average listener, slight intonation miscues in a performance is not that big a deal as far as their overall impression of the performance goes. And small intonation issues have a surprisingly modest impact on the perceived quality of a performance even among trained musicians with more discerning ears. Can that really be? The researchers were a little skeptical of their own findings, so they decided to kick things up a notch. They recruited 18 professional musicians to listen to a few of the same recordings from the previous study and see if they could guess the quality scores listeners gave to the moderate and severely out-of-tune performances. At the risk of oversimplifying things, Essentially, the researchers found that the professional musicians consistently overestimated how much of an effect intonation would have on the listener's ratings of the quality of a performance. Meaning, the professional musicians thought poor intonation would matter a lot more to the listeners than it actually did. So what does this all mean? Are we making a bigger deal about intonation than we ought to? Well, no, not necessarily. I think it probably just depends on the situation. If your performance is being scrutinized specifically for intonation or being compared with others' performances, like in auditions, competitions, recordings, or juries, intonation may be pretty darn important and warrant a healthy amount, but certainly not all, of your time and energy. But in most performance settings, like a recital or concert, this study does seem to suggest that intonation matters less to most listeners than we probably think that most listeners aren't necessarily as sensitive to small deviations in pitch as we might assume, and that we should make sure to spend plenty of time working on aspects of our performance other than intonation as well. Because if you've ever heard someone perform a piece where intonation was clearly their one and only concern, you know how painfully uninspiring this can be for everyone involved. So maybe the take-home message is to work diligently on intonation if it's a moderate to severe issue in your playing but not obsessively at the exclusion of all else. And when it's time to perform, give yourself permission to be a little less neurotic about a few cents here and there. The researchers also explored the impact that vibrato has on the listener's perception of both intonation accuracy and overall performance quality. It turns out that vibrato has a couple interesting benefits. For one, performances of a song with vibrato were rated higher than performances of the same song by the same singer without vibrato. Oddly, the perfect intonation performances with vibrato 
were also rated as being more in tune than perfect intonation performances of the same exact song performed by the same singer without vibrato. And the quality ratings didn't drop by nearly as much in the severely out-of-tune performances with vibrato as they did in those without vibrato. Which isn't to say that you can or should use a wide, goopy vibrato to mask your intonation issues. But it does seem, for what it's worth, that a bit of vibrato can widen our margin of error a little bit and make it easier to play in tune.